Hey, welcome back, everybody, and come on inside. I see you have your pink and green on, so happy Apple Blossom to everybody. And thanks for spending another episode of the Musicians, pardon me, Musicians Cafe. I'll get that right here in a second, Chris. Spend another Musicians Cafe with us here, and uh, my name is Brian Dick. I'm with my co-host, a man who has been known to march in a few parades in his time, and he always made that trumpet pump it. Mr. Chris Grand Feature Gray, how you feeling, my brother? I don't know how to feel about that comment, but uh, <laughs> we're gonna go with it. Yeah, I've marched in a couple Apple Blossom parades. Um, they're fun. Yeah, um, and an inauguration parade as well, didn't you? I did. I did. Uh, that was kind of a miserable experience, though. <laughs> it was raining and cold. Right? It was raining and it was cold, right. but uh, you know, I did it, and I can say I did it. Yes, you did. What president? Uh, I think it was Obama, too. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. It was, it was. But hey, we're back with episode 44 of the Musician's Cafe. We want to thank everybody so, so much for joining us today, uh, or tonight, or whenever you're joining us, and wherever <laughs> you're joining us. We have some special guests here in the studio with us. We have Misha Heron, and we also have Brian Coberly. Guys, welcome. Thank yes. you for being on the Musician's Cafe. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So glad you made it out. No. Man, we've been looking forward to this episode for a while because we've been announcing your name on our menu forever. How you know? So we're excited to finally get to meet you in face to face. So yeah, likewise. That's right. And um, it being Apple Blossom Week and Apple Blossom Weekend, there are so many things going on. There uh, is, and so many things actually. In fact, that uh, Misha and Brian took the week off so that they might be able to see some uh, some good music here around Winchester, but. Uh, Brian, tell us what's going on here around Winchester. What else? Yeah, man, we got a full menu for sure this week. Lots and lots of stuff. So here we go. You guys get a pen and paper if you need it. Tally Ho Theater, where we always start um, on Friday night, have Gaelic Storm, and that's uh, you know obviously an Irish-based music group. Um, I'm not sure if they have the dancers or not. You know, I'm just I'm not sure about that. But they've been around for a while. I've actually known that name for a good long time. Uh, on Saturday night is Gold Dust Woman, and that's a Stevie Nicks. Slash Fleetwood Mac tribute band. Man, I love me some Fleetwood Mac. You know, you guys ever listen to Fleetwood? Don't you too, Misha? Yes. Man, Brian, right? They're just they're great. Such such good music. Um, We brought this up last week at Hollywood Casino uh, on the sixth. Is Sarah Silverman? She makes me laugh. I like Sarah Silverman. You know. Yeah, I I I definitely like her. Just just watch uh, Million Ways to Million Ways to Die in the Old West, and you'll you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, Bear Chase Brewery on Friday night have uh, DJ Nathaniel Davis. And then on Saturday, they have two acts. The early act is Richard Walton. And the evening is Tommy and Kim. And then on Sunday is Chris Bowen. So a full weekend again at Bear Chase. Box Office Brewery. Man, they got some cool things going on. On Friday night, uh, these are uh, veterans of our show. River's Edge Band is going to be there. And uh, that'll be a good show on Friday night. And then on Saturday is Cashmere. And uh, Cashmere, I've been reaching out to you for a long time, man. Just going to let you know up front, we'd love to have you. Just reach back out if you would. I got emails all over the place to you. So We're probably going to the junk box at this point. Yeah, maybe so. It's fine. It's could fine. be. That's right. It could be. Uh, Troubadour Lounge and Park up there in Berkeley Springs on Saturday night. They have Diamonds in the Rough, and that is an outdoor show. They're going to start the outdoor shows in May. Might be a tad cool, but that's okay. It's a lot of fun uh, to go up there and hang out, so make sure you go up and see Tony and Sylvia. Um, Piccadilly Public House. Friday night has Cashmere. Cashmere's got a full weekend, uh, so that'll be Friday night at Apple Blossom. I'm not sure, Chris, if that's going to be on the deck or on the boat. I don't know. I would imagine they're going to have enough people for the boat, but uh, yeah. I guess it matters if that yeah. R-word's coming from the sky or not. 
Exactly. I'm so not going to say it because you don't <laughs> jinx Apple Blossom that way. Oh, man. And then on uh, Saturday night is the Mark Bray Band. So a good lineup for Piccadilly this weekend. The Monument. Man, stay with me on this. On May the 4th, a play on May the 4th Be With You show. Uh, Chris Hunt Jr., Brennan Edwards, Phantom Hourglass, and After Hours featuring uh, Curfew. They're going to be there on the 4th. On the 5th, Friday night, Chris Darlington and um, Marcus Puckett and the an eight-second ride. So a full evening there on Friday night. And then on Saturday is Sonic Disciple, Raised on Analog, another friend of the show, and After Hour featuring Curfew once again. So Monument Man, Bustin' Loose, it's going to be a good weekend there. Bright Box Theater, they've got uh, one show on Friday night, and it's a Cinco de Reggaeton. Reggaeton. I think, did I have that right? Cool. What? Yeah, that sounds, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, sounds, sounds fun, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, I mean, reggae, man, it'll put you in a good mood, doesn't it? Yeah. Like you're sitting in a restaurant or something, right, Brian? You hear it, yeah. it's like, man. Absolutely. Well, yeah, that's the way and I feel about it. Reggaeton's kind of a little bit more even up-tempo. Yeah, so exactly. I, I real, agree with that. So some real effectuous dance music. Yeah. There's All, only one restaurant that I like to listen to reggae at. I know where it is. It's in Ocean City, yeah, Maryland. Yeah, it's yeah. Secrets. Secrets, man. They, yeah, it's a great. But yeah, I mean, it, uh, Friday night after a long day at the parade, if you want to go check that out, it sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. Backseat Event Center. Man, oh man. They've been waiting for this weekend. Uh, on Friday night, they have Confederate Railroad. And it's going to be kind of cool because Chad Laughlin is the opening act for that. Chad's oh, been on cool. the show. Yeah. And we've got um, Randy Corbin coming up from his band, too, as, uh, as a guest, I believe, next week. Yeah, that is next so, week. So uh, we'll catch up with him on how that show went. And then on Saturday night is the band Blackstone Cherry, a huge following for that band. And their opening band is called Southern Governor. Now, I'm not sure. I haven't heard of Southern Governor before, but I'm guaranteeing that's going to be a great show Saturday night, man. Make sure you get out and check that out. And um, I'm, I'm hearing the tickets are still available. That event center is big, so I'm sure they still got room. West Oaks Farm Market, they've got a weekend, a uh, couple of shows. On Saturday from 1 to 4 is Mark Clay. And then on Sunday, they have a Bloomin' Brunch. They're going to wind up the Apple Blossom Festival there. And Blackjack's going to be there. It's going to be cool. Mel and Jimmy is going to be playing. Uh, and that's 11 to 2 on Sunday. So uh, make sure you check that out. I had a chance to give a shout-out to Levi the other day. Uh, they are starting the Friday night shows next Friday night. So we'll have to get that in the lineup and let everybody know what's going on. And while we're thinking about it, man, congratulations to Levi and Kate because yeah. they're new parents today, man. They had a brand new bouncing baby girl. So actually yesterday, wasn't it? Yesterday. Yesterday. Ken Kenley May. There you go. So congratulations to those folks. And at the half note at the GW Hotel is Robbie Lyman. And that's on Friday night. Uh, everybody knows Robbie. So make sure you check him out and tell him you said hello. Um yeah, that's about it. I got the you know, Polly Walnuts. Walnuts, listen to me. I listen to me in Sopranos here lately. Uh, Polly Coconuts. Yeah, yeah Polly <laughs> Walnuts is a character on Sopranos. Polly uh, Coconut is a friend of mine, and he is with the Mission Road Band. They have a show on um, Saturday evening. It's at Braddock Heights in Frederick, Maryland from noon to two. And uh, you might want to check them out. We're going to have Mission Road coming on the show here real soon. And Polly, thanks for the shout outs, buddy. I appreciate that very much. And my last one, Chris, before I hand it to you. Uh, don't forget about Friday, June the 23rd. It's the 100-year anniversary concert series for Hanley High School. And Phil Zuckerman is going to be a guest on our show, too. He reached out to me to make sure we keep announcing this. The Fly, man, it's going to be there. We talked about them last week, a huge band from back in the day. These guys are master musicians and know how to entertain, so make sure you check them out. 
and they have the special guests, the stories we tell. So again, man, help us celebrate 100 years of the prettiest high school in the state of Virginia, Hanley High School, and uh, make sure we make it a success for Mr. Zuckerman. So, Chris, that's all I got, buddy. Awesome. Uh, again, we make some friends through this show, uh, and a couple of the friends we've made with Shag. Yeah. Uh, Mark and Lawrence, and uh, they have a couple shows, special shows coming up they want us to know about uh, on May the 12th. Uh, Shag will perform at the Box Office Brewery uh, for Tom and Mary Beth, and this is their annual Mayfest Heels, Hops, and Bowties event. Ooh. I know, it sounds yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Um, tickets are $35. Let's see what this is about. You get the tickets uh, either at the brewery or in a couple different locations there on King Street uh, in Strasburg. And it says, ladies, wear your best decorated heels, and gentlemen, wear your best decorated bow ties. That all makes sense now. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun, yeah. So you dress up, go down to uh, Box Office Brewery for a good time again. That's May the 12th. It starts at 11.30 a.m. Shag's going to be there. Uh, And then on Saturday the 20th at 9 p.m., it says, your favorite Brits invade Irish soil. Yeah. They're going to go to uh, Ellie's Irish Pub, downtown Winchester. So... um, Make sure you do that. Uh, oh, what does this say? A shout out to the next couple of shows uh, would be That's much appreciated. Us, think, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're going to thank us, Chris, I'm just gonna for doing keep this. That, I'm just going to keep that <laughs> sentence to myself. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if they want to spread that around, but they're going to thank us Mark. kindly for announcing their show. So cool. Yeah. And then my last one, just real quick, May 19th, Katie Comfort House. Just a couple tickets left for the uh, Backseat Event Center. Again, uh, big benefit concert with 49 Winchester, Taylor Honeycutt, and Low Water Bridge Band. That's all I got, and I can't believe we got through it in 10 minutes. Shoo. Man, that was a lot. Sorry about that, guys. That's all we got for this week, everybody. <laughs> I'm happy there's so much music. You know, that great music. Now, let's get to what's important, man. We got Misha Heron sitting right in front of us. I'm so excited about that. Brian Coberly's with us. How are you guys? Everything going well? Yeah, everything's, mm-hmm. everything's, I can't complain, really. You've been a busy lady you've been, been telling busy. us about, right? Yeah. yeah. So busy, so busy. Very good. That's but I still could be more busy. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint, hint out there, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, you're smiling uh, quite big there, so I can tell you're having a good time with it. It's fun. Yeah. That's fun. Man, so like Brian said at the beginning of the show, you've been a lot of places here recently. We've been announcing you. Uh, you're here around Winchester now. You don't live in Winchester, right? So you, you live close to Winchester, and you guys mm-hmm. come yeah. on in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do. I feel like you spend a lot of your time in Winchester, don't you? We do, yeah. We do. Yeah, it's um, pretty much the closest place, you know, uh, our kind of go-to place, you know, when we go out for a drink or something. Or, yeah. Um, so we go there, we go to, well, we just, we go to Vibrissa, we go there, we go, where else do we go? <laughs> well, we just want to hang out, we go out for dinner at, you know. Um, cracker barrels. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Normal so, folks stuff, boring, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boring stuff. Well, that's what's up. But we and do support the places that we play at too. You know, like uh, yeah. like Romas and. Uh, well, uh, yeah, and and there's there's probably it's easier to name the places that you haven't played around here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we can start with that while we're just talking about it. Um, I saw that you've recently played at Vibrissa. You've played at the the Half Note. You've played. Uh, a, a bunch of different places here around town. What's been your favorite here lately? Well, I mean, what are the crowds like uh, around Winchester this time of year? I mean, Apple Blossom's right around the corner. Weather's starting to break. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed playing at um, the Half Note last Friday. Yeah. Uh, it's still part of Apple Blossom, and um, they have 
Uno's Pizza now, so people yeah. are yeah, interested in seeing Chicago stuff pizza. You know, yeah. getting that stuff pizza. I like the the room, the acoustics in the room. So, as a native Illinoisan, Noyan, is that right? Illinoisan from Chicago. How's the pizza? Yeah, it's up there with the with some of the best is that dish, right? <laughs> dish pizza, I would say. Yeah. It's a Chicago uh, company, so yeah. That's we, cool. We've been to the original. So it's, oh, have you really? It does, it does it justice. Yeah, they do all right. Very yeah. nice. Very yeah. nice. So you are from Chicago, Illinois. Yes. That, correct. And you went to school there. Yes. You played. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your background. How did it all get started? You were talking earlier about uh, you know, some... Uh, some church things that went on early church in your life. Things. So tell us about that. Um, I didn't really think I, of myself as a singer. I knew my mom loved to sing. She loved to sing harmony. She loved to go to church so she could, you know, sing. And she sang around the house when we moved. Uh, we're part of the what they call the Great Migration from the South to the North, seeking jobs, asylum from the harsh treatments in the South uh, for African Americans during the 50s. And that's where, um, and then so, um, you know, I I was born on the West Side, and um, when I moved to the far South Side, it was a pretty, pretty, you know, working class neighborhood, and and, and, uh, there were people that would uh, come out there and, and in the summer and open up their garage doors and have musical jam sessions and things like that. And as a kid, I think I even met a drummer who used to play with the Ohio players. His name oh, was wow. Ben. And I just, just loved, I wanted to be a drummer. I wanted to just love to see though. He had the wind chimes and he had all of the, the gadgets that went along with the drums and <laughs> they'd be playing roller coaster and skin tight and all that kind of stuff, good <laughs> stuff like that. And uh, so I was like, man, I want to play the drums. But my mom was like, no, I want you to play the piano like your granddad. He played piano. And I was like, well, can we settle on guitar? So I started taking guitar lessons. And on Saturdays, I couldn't wait to get my guitar, go up to get on the bus and everything. My mother would give me car fare, go on the bus and everything and go to my guitar lesson. Mr. Williams, Mr. Brian Williams, I remember his name. Very cool. And uh, I'll be so disappointed when they would say, he's not here today. I'd be uh, like, because oh, I, re- I learned my chords so so fast. He was like, put your finger here. And I was like, oh, I got me a C, I got me a D, you know. And I even started writing a little few songs, you know, just based on those, you know, the E and the C and the D. And yeah. Was I able to get the F? Oh, I think I was part, able to get part of the F. That first bar chord's rough, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, man, you went, you went way farther than just uh, some, you know, playing a bar chord. You, I mean, you went to study guitar, right? Yeah, so I, I had a, a, a guitar private instructor. And um, jazz at Columbia College Chicago, and um, there I, I studied theory. It really stick, stick, sticks with me even today. Just you know the theory of things and being able to um, quickly, die, um, you know, look at a song and pick it up. You know, find a verse in the chorus and everything, and know if it's a two five one or you know where you know where where it belongs. And that that really sticks with me today. And it helps me when I want to solo. I know where I am in the song, and, and they really. Ins- you know, taught us to always know where the one is, right? Things like that. You had mentioned some of the the music that you were listening to at that time, the Ohio Players. I heard you mentioned that kind of thing. What were some of your influences when you first got started? Was there a particular, uh, you know, guitar player that you enjoyed or style? What was it? Um, I like the guitar player Andrew Wolf. I don't think I think uh, for guitar 
for Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, I, yeah. I listened to a lot of their albums, and, and I was really fond of the rhythmical picking. I love Verdine White's uh, yes. his bass playing yes. and all the percussion and everything, the harmonies and everything like that. That was really my favorite group. I could just put their album on from beginning to end, turn it over, put on another one. We had several of them, and I, can, I, I love the way they designed the album covers, too. That's yeah. Artwork was amazing, yeah, wasn't was it? Amazing on albums. Something that the young people today don't get to see is those beautiful albums we would buy. So, um, you know, Chicago is responsible for a lot of different kinds of music too. Um, a lot of people might be quick to say jazz, um, but it's also uh, Cleveland is the home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Some say that there's a lot of uh, history with rock there as well. Do you find that most of your influences come from? Mostly, I mean, blues, or is it jazz? Or I know you studied jazz, or is it, is it more towards the rock? Um, I the Jimi Hendrix thing. I mean, he was really groundbreaking too. Oh yeah. Uh, Bob Dylan and uh, Joni Mitchell. Those are some other people who uh, I love folk music um, too. And um, I would say um, I'm not really wasn't really a, trying to be a blues artist. As much as um, I, you know, people think uh, I really wanted to write songs, just write my my own type of songs based on how I felt, and if I, you know, wanted to feel a certain way, I would strike a certain type of chord because the chords have different colors. And but along the way, I I discovered that um, a lot of the musicians in Chicago were playing blues because you could get a gig at at a blues club and earn a you know a little bit of income so I figured I'd, I'd better try to learn how to do this and at first I was using the the kind of more of a classical skill but I found out you got to use pentatonics and you know it eliminates a few of those notes and sometimes I want to squeeze those notes in anyway because I think it sounds good but then I find out you know it's, blues is a feeling and you know starting to listen to muddy waters and um just listening to the other musicians who were playing, who who some of them knew, but Muddy Waters, I was too shy when the checkerboard was open, and that's a club that was located on 43rd Street, and uh, owned by um, Buddy Guy and yeah. uh, Big Time Sarah, and them used to be down there all the time, and and um, you know it was real rough, and uh, you know I was kind of scared to go in, in there. I was kind of you know scared. I was on the tail end of that that area. I don't think I ever went to Teresa's. That was where a lot of people played. But I played with some of the people who played at those places. Right now, this is when um, these were nightclubs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the music scene started late. Yeah. And it went late, late. Yeah, it's right. Still that way in Chicago, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's wild. I mean, yeah, just you, um, you I wouldn't I, think about going out the house until ten o'clock. You start getting dressed, you know, and then you know the band you want to see might start at eleven, you know. That's wild. Yeah, I watched a movie not long ago. It's called Mr. Church, and I can't remember if it was based in Chicago or not, but I think it was. And it was about those late night jazz clubs. It's just a wild visualization well, uh, for Eddie somebody Murphy. who's... Eddie Murphy, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah that was kind of how it was, you know. Um, it still is that way. Um, and sometimes there's a club called the Kingston Mines in Chicago, and sometimes they stay open until 4 or 5 a.m. And so wow. they... But they have two bands, and they alternate on two different stages. But, wow, you really get your chops going on if you got to play that long. <laughs> you really have to stretch out the songs. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. You shared the stage with some some you know, some you know, very famous people. I know you mentioned Buddy Guy in your bio. Mm-hmm. 
What was that like? What sort of experiences did you enjoy by meeting people that famous? Well, I you know? I talked to him at the the uh the first club after he um after he no longer was the owner of the checkerboard, he opened up another club. It was called Buddy Guy's Legend. It was on 8th and Wabash. And they had big old pool tables and stuff like that. And that's right down on the campus of Columbia College, Chicago, where I was going to school and everything like that. Right. So I met him a long time ago. He would just be sitting at the at, at the bar. And um, he was just explaining that you really, it's hard to get blues, to people to like the blues. You know, because he said, I've been playing a long time and I still don't hardly get my, my, my songs on the radio. So he was just saying you have to get a hit, you have to have a you have you can't you can't force it. They have to find you, they have to discover you, you gotta tour, you gotta work hard, you gotta pay your dues and you gotta have in yourself a, a good song too that you know, hopefully somebody'll pick you up and then that's that's the only way to get in. And he was also saying something about I can't even help my daughter. She's in in the music industry. I can't help her. So is that something? Um, and just for those people who don't know you, uh, have you have you always been a professional musician? Is that what you do for a living, or have, oh, you, no. have you had other jobs? And oh no, this musicianships is, just aside. I've had other I've had other jobs. The uh, jobs that I really enjoyed were like doing after school programs and stuff like that. Um, uh, in Chicago, they have a lot of programs that the city sponsors. And they look for people with a degree, a bachelor's degree, and basically you 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 work with the youth and you teach them something based on whatever it is that oh, they're good, good at. Yeah, yeah, very good. Well, and I think my point to, to that question was that um, you know you you did uh, migrate back to the uh, Shenandoah Valley. Yeah. Uh, you found a home here, and you've been here since uh, I wrote it down somewhere twenty eighteen ish, like that ish twenty eighteen. Yes. So, um, and you brought blues with you. Mm -hmm. And what you just said about the blues is, you know, it's hard to get people to like the blues. If you don't already like it, if you weren't born with it, if you're not, if it's not in your blood, some people just don't get it. Have you kind of felt that around this area at all? Um, mm -hmm. I have, but I have felt that they don't get it. They don't get what, you know, like sometimes with the blues, it it sounds sad or it sounds minor or, you know, where it's, it's not a, sometimes it might not be a lot of um, major chords in it. Mm, right. And people don't, they may not want to feel that way. It's taking them somewhere they don't, they don't want to be, you know. Right. But I do mix it up and um, I, I find that I, mixing it up is good. But then sometimes when I mix it up, I find there are people that come to hear me and they were wanting to hear the blues. I was like, dang. That's <laughs> awesome. Every show, there's at least, a, you know, some people that just come there, they really love the blues and you can tell they're just really fixated, you know. They, yeah. really, they, really, they really pay attention. They really pay attention. They know the songs. They sing along. They really, you know. So there, there's people out there. And I think a lot of this just people that haven't heard it or been exposed to the blues that much or they may have heard it just through you know uh, classic rock bands playing it so they really kind of know it but they don't right right so i think it's just need to you know really expose themselves listen to it you know yeah yeah and so much of popular music is based in the blues it's mm -hmm. it, i'm not saying anything that everybody doesn't know but to chris's point some people don't seem to get it, I guess is the word to use for, but it's surprising because a lot of our popular music is based right out of it. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. give it a chance sometimes. Brian, I know you're from you're from uh, uh, Chicago as well. You're you're a drummer like me. You're much better than I'll ever be. But anyway, we do play the same drum, uh, the same instrument, I should say. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background with all that. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, my family is actually from this area. Oh, uh, wow. Up in Front Royal and then down in um, uh, the Shenandoah Valley, down between um Oh, okay. Front so you didn't, you, you didn't actually grow up in Chicago. You mm-hmm. went there. Okay, gotcha. Nope. Uh, my so, mistake. So I'm sorry about that. I went there for school. So I actually, um, we lived in Columbia, Maryland for a while. I did my last year high school down in um, in Front Royal, Warren okay. County. Huh? Yeah, there you go. Go Wildcats. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, <laughs> that might be the first Wildcat we've had. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's cool, though. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Got to give a little shout out. Um, I went to school up in Chicago, the University of Chicago. So nice. That's how I went there, and I just stayed there for quite a long time. Um, eventually, um, you know, my family, my grandmother, my parents passed. I wound up kind of taking over the house. My dad was doing so well, so I came I started coming down to help take care of him, take care of the house. Right. And then, um, fortunately, she would come down and check things out, too. And we just found um, the pace of life here is nice. Um, yeah. The, there's a lot of more, you know, it seems every weekend there's a new brewery opening somewhere. <laughs> so there's, you know, a lot of places to play. Um, and, and they're nice, you know, they're, they're, you know, like you said, they're not the late night places, you know. You can right. Go, have a nice show in the afternoon you know you can get home before it's dark it's not that's my speed honestly (laughs) you know it's it's, you know we like that yeah yeah for sure you know i was thinking while you guys were talking a while ago about the music scene in chicago and and chris mentioned you know the hours i guess the biggest music scene that i've been exposed to in my lifetime is in nashville and i noticed when i went there that you would see a lot of uh, musicians and you know vocalists too would be in a uh, one of the clubs along you know Broadway there play for a couple of hours pack up their stuff and go about three doors down and start all over again playing mm-hmm. with somebody is it is it similar to that in Chicago did you see that same sort of thing going on yes yeah, Chicago is band oriented and uh, um, there aren't any many, that many places where you can do like solo or duo stuff um, also Chicago has a, a huge beautiful street performing um uh, population uh, community. Um, I'm part, I was part of the Chicago Street Musicians Coalition, um, founded by George Banks, who'd recently passed, and Gabriel Chapman. And they made a video was similar to Playing for Change, where they did Sweet Home Chicago. I love those videos. And, and those are really wonderful. Yeah. And uh, those are also opportunities to earn some cash. And, be, and then, you know, you can always advertise your show and then go to the club afterwards. Right, right. Wow. Very cool. So you came back here. You guys like the little breweries. Um, you hang around. You also play at them. So um, mm-hmm. that's not such a bad thing to make some friends with the bartenders and the, <laughs> the bar owners, right? 
So um, <laughs> you do, you have some influences, and I, and I know you play covers, um, but you also have a bunch of your own stuff as well, yeah. right? And, and is that everything that you, that you've written? Have you guys written stuff together? Is it? How does that come about, all of your original? Um, I have a CD currently, and I'm about to start tracking some background parts for it. And um, the songs, luckily, they can really metamorphose and, and change. And I've noticed they've been changing over time. I also do a lot of stuff with a garage band, and I do electronic stuff. Um, I haven't released any of those things yet, but I'm just trying, trying to um, figure out a way to get it all done. And I don't just stay in one genre, so I do a lot of other things. Yeah, wow, very cool. And you have a, a release coming out, or it came out already? Uh, no, I don't have a, re a release date, but I'm working on. Oh, it. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so yeah, something yeah. to look forward to for yes. everybody for sure. But, but she does have a, C a CD from uh, from before. Yeah, we, we do. Uh, we do have some. It's back in circulation. Shows. I just ordered mm -hmm. some from uh, National Media, and I'll be. Um, you know, promoting it at my shows. Right, right. They're good songs. They're really good songs. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. We're going to find Originals. out. Before we, yeah, before we let you go, make sure we get everybody to know how they can get in touch with you and get a hold of your music, too, for sure. Okay. I saw in your bio that you played in Orkney Springs yep. at the Shenandoah Valley Music Festival. What a big... Um, that's a big deal. That's that's yeah. a great show, and that's one that's been doing for a long time. How was that experience for you? It was wonderful. The first year was the with the Four Tops. Yeah, yeah, four tops. Mm -hmm, yeah, and um, it was wonderful. I was uh, the stage was big and tall, and the sound was huge, and the people were nice, and um, they were enjoying the music. I, I got a chance to uh, really experience what what uh, the festival is like, and um, learn more about the the grounds that it's on and historic. Mm -hmm place that it is and how wonderful and magnificent it is that every year they come together and they bring music from all over the from all over the, the nation there. they really do yeah yeah for sure and it's worth just going down to see the hotel even when yes. the, even when the festival's yeah. not going on it's beautiful there yeah, it's right? a beautiful hotel yeah very very cool no, no doubt well and you got some big shows coming up uh you have uh some smaller shows coming up What's your favorite, though? Would you rather play for a group of 10 people that are real into you, or would you rather play as an opener for, you know, 10,000 people? An opener. <laughs> That's my Not guy. as much pressure. I, <laughs> I like the pressure, because I'd be oh, like, oh, yeah. wow, am I going to be able to do this? Oh, then I'll do it. <laughs> I'd be like, I did Surprise it. yourself, right? <laughs> That's awesome. She, well, she always rises to the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Um and so before we get you to, you brought your guitar, and I appreciate that. Let's do a little bit of a gear rundown. I always like to talk about what people like, what they like to play. Um, I'm a guitarist myself, campfire guitarist, admittedly. Um, you're a Taylor girl? Yes, uh, for acoustic guitar, they, they seem to work pretty good. I like the fact that they have a, a bass knob and you can kind of crank it crank up. that up a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. And, a, and a treble knob the t5 is cool uh it has a different mid-range though i don't i don't know how i want to deal with that but i use a compressor for that yeah and um i also love my um ibanez uh it's like a hollow semi-hollow body i like that guitar i love my strat i got some new pickups on that nice some 1960 60s style pickups uh re-put up in there to give it a little bit more boost, more gain. But I haven't been able to play that yet, <laughs> but not so much yet. And what I love the 12 string too. That's love. I love all of that. So you got an arsenal, is what you're saying? I'm, I'm trying to add a little bit more, but 
I don't know. I'll maybe trade something in. <laughs> I don't want too many, but I want. I feel that. you on that. It's like you, you know, know I, I want more gear. Do I need more gear? But you know, I feel you. So Brian, what do you play? Um, are you mostly an acoustic guy, or are you an electric guy? What cajones? What do you play? Well, lately I've been playing uh, cajon a lot, and uh, I started with just kind of a more entry level schlag works. Um, yeah. Um, but then a guy um, uh, told me about. A maker in down in Georgia called um, uh, what's uh, this, I forgot I forgot the man's name, but the last name Barry. is yeah, but last name uh, the the maker is Cough um, Stephen Hit that's his name. There you okay. go. And he makes a uh, he makes his own brand all by hand um, called Kopf, you know, for head in German. Sure. Um, yeah. Just beautiful handcrafted cajones. So I broke down and finally got one of those recently. So that's what I've been playing. Very nice. Let's see. It's a, it's a, it's a neat instrument. I don't think people appreciate the cajon enough. And I agree. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of people that's like, ah, man, there's a dude sitting on a box. But <laughs> yeah, we have heard that. You know. yeah, you He's know just I mean? playing a box. Somebody said, oh, is, that a, is he playing a refrigerator? <laughs> He's just playing oh a box. Oh my gosh! But the, the sounds you can get out of them is, yeah. it's, it's insane. Well, and just like a guitar, you could put pedals on them, you could put effects on them, you could do mm-hmm. some crazy stuff if you really wanted to. Yeah, I'm using a Roland processor that gets some extra sound, so that it's, it's a, makes it a little bit more fun, you know. Well, it's a big help, and it, and it makes, um, it, to Misha's point, you don't have to have an arsenal. You can have a, a small pedal anymore with this technology and mm-hmm. press a button, and it just moves on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Misha, I gotta, I, this might be a non-issue question, but I'm going to ask you all the same. Um, Being a female, is, is it... Do you ever find that that in a male dominated industry, it seems like I don't think I'm wrong about that. You know, most of the guests we have are male. Is it do is it harder to find places to play? Do you ever find that as being an issue because you're female? People don't. You know what I mean? Maybe they maybe sometimes they wonder, do I have the durability to pack it up and set it up? I guess that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Move all that gear around and play and. And am I going to be emotional if if someone's looking on their cell phone and they're they're uh, talking and you know going outside vaping, smoking cigarettes, and <laughs> and then pretending like they don't see me? And yeah. am I going to be like, oh, I was weeping and just walk away? <laughs> or because some guys they're just like, this is my job. I don't care what they do. They can talk all they want to. I'm getting my money. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm leave. I'm leaving. Go get go get me another gig after that and go get my money. Good for I don't you. care what they do. But I think they might be right about it. Sometimes I am like, but I, I haven't, I've, I haven't really ever walked off or, or anything like that. Uh, most of the time, I, I just find that you really have to sometimes r- no, realize they're listening, and they, they sometimes they say afterwards that. Oh, um, even though we were talking and we weren't applauding, we were listening to right, you. right, which is very true. Yeah. I ran into that same thing. There's no doubt about it. All right, we're going to have to ask you to do it. I know. You got to reach there behind you, grab that tailor. I'm excited okay. about this. <laughs> um, oh, and, man. I mean, uh, and I'm not going to put you on the spot while you're grabbing your guitar, but there's uh, probably many songs that you've written over the years. Um, mm-hmm. How many would you uh, reckon to say that you've you've put on paper to say this is a song? You know, is it like 50? Is it like 300? What do you think? Well, over the years, I would say it's maybe between one and two hundred. I just don't uh, put them, take them out. So sometimes I write sketches too on my phone, 
and and it might not be a complete song. I may have more more sketches than I think, but right. complete songs that I'm ready to perform. I would say about an hour and a half right now. The songs that I've tested and true, and they have that variety, and they're not all in the same key. But I but I do have a lot of sketches too. Very cool. Yeah. What model Taylor are you holding right now? It's a three fourteen Grand Ballroom. I'm a big fan of the CEs, the Grand Auditorium. That's yeah. right. What do you got uh, queued up for, sir, Misha? Um, I guess I should ask you what feels right. Yeah. this song um, available for people to stream, download, or purchase on, on Spotify and uh, it's called Missing. So I, I'm ready to perform this one for you. Very good. Meet your hair and everybody. Better day. I'm gonna open up my heart. Ooh, I 
Fantastic. Thank you. Wow, my mouth is I just I couldn't even close my jaw. Wow. If I was drinking beer and listening and heard that, I'd stop. I'd turn around. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I absolutely would. Wow. That's yeah. nice. That's fantastic. And you say you have three hundred songs just like that? No, 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 no. I, I swear that's what you said. <laughs> no, oh man. I, I don't have that many. Little, little snippets, maybe. I got snippets. <laughs> I'll be freestyling every time I get on the microphone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. That was such a pro sound, and your, your voice is just beautiful. Oh, Thank my you. gosh. It was so good. Thanks. Yes. 